0: Less than one year out from the 2024 election, polls are showing that voters are not happy with the possibility of a Trump-Biden rematch. And third-party candidates are set to play a decisive role in the race. Among them is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He announced his run as an independent in October after he ended his his bid for the Democratic Party nomination. The latest poll from Quinnipiac University shows that in a three-way matchup against Trump and Biden, 21% of registered voters said they backed Kennedy. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr. joins me now to discuss all of this and more. Mr. Kennedy, thank you very much for being thank here.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Casey.
0: Um, why do one in five Americans say that they're interested in your candidacy?
1: Um, I think they, they uh, those are the people who've heard me speak. You know, those are the people... WHO ARE LISTENING TO PODCASTS, LISTENING TO LONG-FORM INTERVIEWS, AND THEY WANT TO CHANGE. THEY DON'T WANT TO BE TOLD BY EITHER PARTY THAT YOU HAVE TO CHOOSE BETWEEN the, uh, THE LESSER OF TWO EVILS. And I THINK THEY WANT A CANDIDATE WHO'S GOING TO BRING PEOPLE TOGETHER, WHO'S GOING TO INSPIRE PEOPLE WHO CARES ABOUT, WHO'S talking THE ONLY CANDIDATE WHO'S TALKING ABOUT WHAT'S HAPPENING TO THE MIDDLE CLASS IN THIS COUNTRY. AND, YOU KNOW, THIS IDEA THAT IF YOU WORK HARD by, AND YOU PLAY BY THE RULES, you ought to be able to make a decent living you ought to be able to afford a home uh, you ought to be able to uh, raise a family take a summer vacation and put aside something for retirement and that was the central promise of the american dream and um, and it's now gone for this generation particularly people in 20 to you know 35 who i'm very very strong with are seeing that it no longer applies to them, and they're Um, feeling betrayed.
0: You also have a very famous last name, um, especially in in American politics. Uh, When you announced your run, there were some members of the Kennedy family um, who were not happy about it. Um, They wrote in a statement, quote, the decision of our brother Bobby to run as a third-party candidate against Joe Biden is dangerous to our country. And they said that while you might share the same name as our father, Uh, YOU DO NOT SHARE THE SAME VALUES, VISION, OR JUDGMENT. TODAY'S ANNOUNCEMENT IS DEEPLY SADDENING FOR US. WE DENOUNCE HIS CANDIDACY AND BELIEVE IT TO BE PERILOUS FOR OUR COUNTRY. WHAT HAVE YOU SAID TO YOUR FAMILY?
1: WELL, YOU KNOW, I HAVE A BIG FAMILY. I HAVE, THERE'S ABOUT 105, YOU KNOW, ON 4th OF JULY, WHEN WE SORT OF, WHEN I LAST COUNTED, a lot of them support me a lot of them don't i'm you know listen my family has a long long relationship with president biden um president biden has a bus to my father behind him at the oval office there's five members of my family who have jobs with the administration so you know i understand that they um that some of them are troubled by my running against somebody who's an old old family friend And then some of them disagree with me on issues like the Ukraine war. And so, you know, I was raised in a milieu where we were, where we we, we argued with each other. We were actually orchestrated debates every night at the kitchen table or at the dining room table. Um, There was a lot of uh, passion and we were encouraged, but we also know how to differ with each other and still love each other. I love my family. and. THEY'RE ENTITLED TO THEIR OPINIONS. DON'T and I, they I actually, THINK THEY'RE GOING TO
0: ELECT DONALD TRUMP?
1: WELL, THEY MAY, PEOPLE MAY BELIEVE THAT, BUT, YOU KNOW, THAT'S UP TO THEM. I DON'T THINK, I THINK I SHOULD BE RUNNING FOR PRESIDENT. I THINK PEOPLE NEED TO HEAR SOMEBODY TALKING, INSTEAD OF THE VITRIOL, THE ANGER, THE HATRED, THE DIVISION, I THINK PEOPLE NEED TO HEAR ABOUT A VISION FOR THIS COUNTRY THAT IS GOING TO RESTORE THE INDUSTRIAL BASE, THAT IS GOING TO RESTORE THE MIDDLE CLASS, THAT'S GOING TO GET A GENERATION OF KIDS into homes, into houses, and, uh, and I think we ought to be asking our politicians how they're going to do that. I'm the only politician who's talking about that. I'm the only one who, um, who's offered solutions for that.
0: All right. So you have gained notoriety for your skepticism about vaccines, and over the summer in an interview, you said, quote, there's no vaccine that is, you know, safe and effective. Do you still believe that? I never said that. So stop me. We have the clip. Please play the clip. I play the whole clip. You've, I just uh,
1: talked about that the media slanders you by calling you an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. And uh, you've said that you're not anti-vaccine. You're pro-safe vaccine. Difficult question. Can you name any vaccines that you think are good? Um, I think some of the live virus vaccines are probably uh, so, so averting more problems than they're causing. Um, there's no vaccine that is you know, safe and effective.
0: So you did say it. Do you still believe it?
1: Well, I, here's, what, here's, what I, here's what I would say. First of all, I'm not anti-vaccine.
0: How is that but, statement not anti-vaccine?
1: Well, it's a, it's this, I, I can say right now, there's no medicine for cancer that's safe and effective. It doesn't mean I'm out against all medicines. I've been fighting 40 years to get mercury out of fish. Nobody calls me anti-fish. What I want is vaccines that are proven safety, and what I meant, which was a bad use of words in this, none of the vaccines that are currently on the mandated schedule for children, the 72 vaccines, have ever been tested in a pre-licensing safety study. Uh, What that means is that we do not know, uh, we do not know what the the risk profile is for those products, and you cannot prove at any or say with any scientific certainty, and any of those products are so causing you saying harm. you still
0: believe that no vaccines are safe and effective?
1: Oh, what I'm saying is that none of the 72 vaccines has ever been tested in a safety study okay. pre-licensing. So
0: let me ask you if you think it's wise for people to take these uh, vaccines, because you had this to say um, on a different podcast about whether uh, people with young babies should be getting them shots. Watch.
1: For many, many years, uh, I think parents were so gaslighted, and they were scapegoated, and they were uh, vilified and marginalized so that even children, parents of kids who were very, very badly injured knew what happened to their kid, but they were just reluctant to talk about it. And I think now those days are over. We, our job is to resist and to talk about it to everybody. If you're walking down the street, and I do this now myself, which is, you know, I don't want to do. It. I'm not a busybody. I see somebody on a hiking trail with a carrying a little baby, and I say, "I'm better not get them vaccinated." And he hears that from me. If he hears it from ten other people, maybe he won't do it. You know, maybe he maybe he will save that child
0: maybe he will save that child. You think preventing vaccines for a child will save that child? Do you still say this to parents today? What,
1: what I say again is I had three vaccines, Casey, when I was a kid and I was fully compliant. My kids got 72. The current recommendations are, I think, around 77. And
0: I we, have a vaccine record for my child and there are not 77- uh, There shots are
1: 72, doses. There are 72 doses of 16 vaccines. Oh. That's just a fact, and um, there are certain vaccines that would, uh, were added to the schedule after 1986, because in 1986, Congress made it so that it's impossible to sue a vaccine company, no matter how negligent they are, no matter how grievous your injury, no matter how reckless their conduct. So
0: what were your, what were your three vaccines oh, let me, that you had let me, you finish,
1: let me finish this. And we, the, there was a gold rush to add new vaccines to the schedule, including a lot of vaccines that are not uh, for diseases that are not even casually contagious. Maybe. I'm uh, hepatitis, hepatitis B.
0: So, you don't uh, think hepatitis, a hepatitis B vax, vaccine is progress? I don't think that a hepatitis
1: vaccine, I don't think the current hepatitis, I think the current, the science suggests that the current hepatitis B vaccines are causing more problems than they're solving.
0: And listen, why would you I'm do not that, in a position why, to argue why, with you on science, do, but I'm glad is, you're on the record as
1: saying that. Why would, you, why would you have a baby, give a baby a, a hepatitis B vaccine, when the only way that you can catch hepatitis B is through sexual interactions or using a, a needles. Now, there are mothers who pass it to their children and all those mothers are tested in every hospital in the country. So if, the, if somebody's at risk, then I wouldn't object to it, but why give it to a whole generation? You know, the, good health comes from building a strong immune system, and we, had, we never had hepatitis B epidemics when I was a kid. We never had rotavirus epidemics. A lot of these, th- these products were added to the schedule because they enrich the companies and this is automatic, an automatic windfall. The okay. companies so that they're now being, that they're now allowed to mandate their product with no legal liability. So do you think school no children should not be
0: required to be vaccinated
1: in public schools? Schools? No, I would
0: be against mandates at all. For any vaccines? For, for sure. any vaccine. Okay, I'm glad we established that.